This episode of the Wild Way Podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. If you're looking to get started with podcasting, this is the place to go. Let me tell you, it's free. They have tons of creation tools that you can use to edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute it to all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts for you right away, and you have no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to get started with podcasting today in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now on to the Wild Way podcast. Welcome back to the Wild Way. Welcome. Welcome back. Episode number three, we are talking about embrace the struggle, how to become stronger through adversity. And this is something I'm really passionate about is you know how to build resilience, how do we become stronger, and you know, something is actually comes from my family lineage, and I think that we've touched on this a little bit. Is um, you know, had the power of of having a family lineage and learning from our forefathers. And uh, you know, there's a period of life when my family kind of got more in touch with our uh, ethnic roots in Scotland. Mm. And uh, my brother started playing the bagpipes. We actually traveled over to Scotland. I know you're gonna laugh. <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was trying to hold it in. Be inauthentically yourself. If it's funny, just laugh. I was, I was trying to hold it in. My, I'm like one eighth Scotch Irish, and our our family name was Ferguson. And mm. so we uh, traveled over to Scotland's a small clan, and got to see like the castle, the Ferguson Castle. Mm. And there, the, our family motto is "Stronger Through Adversity." And I felt like that was not only a true statement, but that actually had characterized my life, Mm. that statement itself. So it felt almost like eerie to me that, wow, this is a, this is something that's ingrained in my family, but this is actually something I feel as a man. And I I was maybe 21, 20 at the time when I found out about that. So we're gonna talk about how to do that, embracing the struggle, conquering the struggle, becoming stronger through the struggle and some of the practicals in our lives. So um, I think the first thing we got to do is just just kind of redefine uh, or just bring definition to when we talk about the way or the wild way, mm. we're not talking about something that's easy, right? Not so if all. you want to join us for the wild way, buckle up. It's going to be hard. We're going to be challenged, mm. right? We're not inviting you to something that's going to be effortless. Mm. And that's not what I'm interested in. Mm. I'm not interested in taking the broad road that's easy, the comfortable road with the plush chairs. Man, I want to go up the road that's less traveled. Not gonna lie, I would take an easy road. <laughs> I would easily, I would take an easy road. But in your you know, natural man, Charles. but you know, in my natural man, I would. Yeah, but that's not the way God. That's not the wild that's way. Not, that's not the wild <laughs> that's way. Not yes. the wild way. <laughs> and you're the host, <laughs> so you better be. So you better I gotta, be I gotta practice what I preach. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So let's just start with this. The truth is, life is hard. Yeah, life is not easy. But in our culture, our culture tells us that our purpose is to consume and to enjoy. That mm-hmm. life, when done right, is easy. And so those are diametrically opposed. So how do we begin in our lives to embrace the truth that life is hard? Go. <laughs> <laughs> how do you embrace life is hard? Well, sometimes yeah. it just happens yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you yeah. do realize it's hard through what you go through. Okay. So that's one way of embracing it. Yeah. Just keep living. Yeah. Just keep living. You'll keep bumping your head against it. How yeah. do you embrace that life is hard? Yeah. So now, now you I'm asking know, you, Peter Jones. Now we know life is hard. So what am I doing about it? No. I mean, like most people don't actually reckon with that. I think they're still surprised that it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know, like oh, I'm just struggling. I'm like, of course you're struggling. You're mm. growing. No growth happens without struggle. That's true. 
So, so why are we still surprised it's hard? Because we don't want it to be. Mm. Preach, Charles. We don't want it to be. Yeah. I, I just said it. <laughs> but I was like, in, again, in my natural man, I would love for things to go easy. But um, kind of like what you just said, I learned, you know, through growing up, had a couple rough years, had no idea, like, why is life so hard? Mm. I, had, I just wasn't expecting it to be that hard, you know, transitioning from like college to adulthood. Yeah. A couple of those years, I had no idea how difficult it was going to be. But um, yo, I had no choice but to embrace it because I can't let it wreck me. Like, like I'm not gonna let like take me out. Mm-hmm. So I have to learn to adapt. I have to learn uh, to embrace the struggle. Yeah, you know. I think it's part of our cultural narrative too, yeah. right? Like the stories that we glorify are the the come up fast. Absolutely. You know, so it and you, know, you always hear way. them like behind the scenes. They say, "Oh, yep. you don't know the struggle." Yeah. Right. So you have to embrace the process. It's like Kobe 101, right? Yep. Uh, or or Jordan or this champion's mindset. You didn't see all the hours that I I did this. Mamba. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, our culture glorifies success without sacrifice. Absolutely. And so I think that just sets up this dichotomy of oh, if I'm not super successful, or if I'm encountering some ceiling where it gets hard, then I must be doing something wrong. Mm. If I don't, if I graduate college and I don't know what I'm doing right away. I don't have this deep passion that's going to guide the rest of my life. I must be screwing up, mm. you know, and that nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah. Like I, I tell so many people, I'm like, you're not in a weird spot. You're in, you're in a great this spot. This is life. Yeah. This you just is what don't know is. where you're going. <laughs> yeah, but that's right. fine. Nobody knows where they're going. You just have to figure out what principles guide your life yeah. in the struggle mm. and then live consistent according to those. Pete, how did you embrace struggle in your life? Oh man. How did I, how did I embrace struggle? Well, now I embrace struggle a lot differently. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think the thing that trips me up with this is that I've lived a pretty dang good life. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't see it as like really hard. I mean, you know, I've had my family got, my parents got divorced when I was young. There was a back and forth and there's stuff like that. But not that you should be comparing yourself to third world worst of the worst, mm-hmm. but we live in America. Yeah. We push comfort. Yeah. And, absolutely. And so. Um, you know, for me, dealing with the difficult things now is really more on, uh, I think, especially during the COVID time, just recognizing the battle in my mind. Mm. It's hard. It's mm. a hard battle. You have to recognize it first, but then you realize like the accumulation of thoughts that come into that mind all day long mm. yeah, are right. not great yeah. all the time. And there's hard things to deal with there, even just recognizing that the thought's going down a path that it shouldn't be. So I think recognizing it and then making the pivot to you, to your point, Billy, uh, with those guiding principles in your life. And asking yourself, well, if I keep saying this, if if I keep saying I'm weak, I can't do this, and I'm not feeling good, and I'm complaining, and I'm lazy. And like, I had the moment happen uh, just a couple days ago. I was like, Mm. it's not doing anything. Yeah. So come back to where you're centered and remind yourself of that, and let's try something different. Yeah. And to me, that's hard because it, it takes mental energy that's hard to find sometimes. Yeah. So, dude, I, th- I think I think for like there's so many nuances there, too, of like uh, n- recognizing that just because it's difficult doesn't mean I'm weak. Yeah. Right. That's good. Uh, I just think because it's difficult doesn't mean that you're weak. Yeah. And when we were we were working out one time, I think it was when, with you, Charles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember we're doing push ups and it's hard and I'm breathing hard. <laughs> yeah, let's go, baby. You feel me. Um, and. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, I had this thought that crossed my mind of, mm. like, I'm tired, I want to give up, and, like, you know, these really negative kind of weak thoughts. And then I, just this realization of, oh, I'm not tired. 
it just hurts. Mm. Right. So just separating the, the value judgment on myself from the experience that I'm having. And so if I assume life yeah. is going to be hard, COVID sucks, I'm going to have negative thoughts, then I, I'm just, I come tempered. I'm, I'm prepared for difficulty. Yeah. I have resilience in mind. And I think that like so many people face disillusionment, especially us as guys. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to live with purpose, you're going to fail. You're going to miss something. You're going to get it wrong. Someone's going to deceive you. And we can fall into so many pits of disillusionment. But if we say at the front end, this is going to be a difficult journey. Mm -hmm. I've got to prepare for this then we can avoid so many emotional pitfalls that are just going to, I mean, I see a lot of guys that just get sidelined. Yeah. Right. Like they start strong and then they get sidelined and I can tell patterns in my own heart. Mm. If I don't correct these, I'm going to get sidelined by this. I'm going to give up. I'm going to disengage. Yeah. So Charles, what, it looks, what does it look like to embrace struggle in your life? Um, man, first of all, when you're just naming those points, I just, again, thought about that period in my life when, Again, coming into adulthood, having no idea how difficult it would be. <clears throat> and I I would have been one of those guys who was sidelined if it wasn't for God. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I, yo, to be honest. Well, tell us about it. Like, what was that practically like? What was that time like? Yo, I'm, I'm fresh out of college. Um, this is around the time of the recession. Difficult to get a job. I went to school specifically for like music, music business. So you're looking to make big bucks with me. I'm looking to make <laughs> big bucks. Straight to the top, Straight baby. to the, you feel me? Cash I'm like, money. I, know, I see where I want to be yeah. and, I, and I'm on my way it's there. It's billboard number one. But you feel me? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah, no, Saint I was- Charles Roman. Less, yo, say it again. Say it Saint again, Charles Roman. Saint Char <laughs> Artist name. But um, yo, man, after college, I, I'm, I'm just like replaying that time right now. After college, I moved to Nashville, right? <clears throat> I was around like a, like a good group of people in the music industry. And I just thought, man, I'm about to make it. Mm -hmm. Like, I just knew that I was just in the right place. And it was all up from here. Did not go that way. It was, <laughs> that was the peak, basically. And just for a couple of years, man, my life just kind of went down. I had to leave Nashville. I couldn't afford to stay there anymore. Came back home. Again, this is around time of recession. Couldn't find a job in like the music industry. Couldn't even find like a regular job that I didn't even want. Every I felt like everything that I tried to do was like sidelined. But I'm, I'm a creative guy, so I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. I'll you know try to take photos. So I started like a photography website. But back this is when like iPhone photos were they still are, but when it was first like getting popular. So like I'm gonna do everything on my iPhone, right? Had a whole website. So I let somebody borrow my phone and make a call. They lost it. They got chased by a dog. So I'm like, I had all my photos and everything. I just felt like everything that I was building was just like being destroyed. Mm. And yo, I specifically remember a moment, man, just like where it all came to a head where I just felt like failure after failure, no losses after loss. And I just like started crying, man. I'm like, yo, I, I just had no idea it was going to be this difficult. And I could have given up right then. Yeah. I went through like a little depression period. But um, yo, I know for a fact that I would have I would have been derailed if it wasn't for God, man. Yeah. Just and it wasn't like something huge and miraculous happened one day where he came and spoke to me and said, you're going to make it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just I decided to keep going. Like mm. I just kept going. I, I woke up every day. I, you know, I just decided to keep going, basically.
and it wasn't easy to not quit decided to not quit yeah man that's so powerful i think that's like the first step yeah. so many of us like we we come to forks in the road and we're like i'm gonna quit yeah and uh yeah man just building that resiliency so yeah man charles i know you we talked about it last time you're a huge fan of uh uh, John Eldridge, Johnny E, Johnny E. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a in one, in one of his books. He talks about the core question every man asks, mm. and so I think not only is it difficult, but the difficulties of life actually touch on our deepest insecurity. Mm. And because the question is, uh, he says, every man is asking, is do I have what it takes? Yeah. And so when we face struggle, we face setbacks and difficulties. The question that is haunting us, or the answer that is haunting us, is maybe I don't have what it takes. Mm. So not only am I not getting where I want to go, but it's now affecting the deepest bit of my identity. I'm a failure. Mm. I don't have what it takes. So how did God help you through putting one foot in front of the other, get to the other side of that? Man, it was just continuing again, like I said, but one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, um, um, if you continue in my word, then mm. you are my disciples. And yeah, you know, the truth is truth will set you free. Yeah. So I think about that a lot, just the act of continuing, mm. um, just communing with him daily, right? Like, yes, this is difficult. Life is hard. I come to that realization now, right? Um, so when I face a difficult situation, it's me coming to him, um, knowing that he's actually trying to birth something in me instead of me getting upset and pissed off like I used to and just wanting to throw the whole thing away. Like me actually trying to get the lesson that he wants to show me through this difficult situation and just choosing to continue to keep walking, keep moving forward yeah. and persevering, even though I don't want to, because I want life to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But yeah. it's not. And it's crazy how I don't think we can actually learn the lesson until we persevere. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Pete, do you have any like parallel experiences where God would, you know, you, there was a, you look back and you have the value of hindsight and you say, God was teaching me this, but I couldn't get, I couldn't have learned that without perseverance. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, my now, my wife, my now wife, I mean, that sounds kind of weird, but my now wife, Jordan. <laughs> I hope you don't have a later wife. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we started our business in 2015 after we had left uh, corporate America, and that mm. was a huge struggle. I mean, I had went down to the beach. Her family has a beach house. They're nice enough to let us have a, to stay there for the whole summer, and we basically went knocking door to door, and... Never forget two almost, you know, derailing remarks in that summer from my best friend and from my father-in-law. And my mm -hmm. father-in-law said, you guys are so flipping with your careers. And, you know, he's a successful dude and I understood where he was coming from and like, you're just wasting it all away. And his daughter had just gone to Georgetown and done all the things and was consultant and all this stuff and down the tube. And my best man, my best friend said, you really, you need to start thinking about the future you can't be doing this, man. Mm. You know, basically saying like what you're doing isn't working. You got to think about, you got to be more concerned about father-in-law, future father-in-law and your future wife, which again, they come from different places, but mm. it was hard. It was really hard because that was just the start. And I mean, it took like two years from there to actually build momentum to start making enough to be able to sustain living. Mm. Um, but, and so there are lots of things in between those two years. And I think that, you know, without the perseverance to where we are now, which is five years later, man, it doesn't come overnight. Mm. And people still don't understand what we do. Uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, people a lot of times will think that you have all this time in the world because you can make your own schedule and that yeah. it's like, it's like the dream, right? You, 
you get to do what you want, wake up when you want, choose what you want, live how you want, make money how you want. And it's the exact opposite. (laughs) And so (laughs) I think to put all that together, like I knew deep down, like if we're talking about perseverance, that I, I wanted the challenge of starting something on my own because I can go back and get a job anytime. And I was sick of the job stuff. And I did not care. It hurt, but I didn't care. I was going to go for it. And I, there was another time in 2016 when Jordan started crying on the way to the gym. I'll never forget it. She's like, I just, we just, I just need to get a job. Like mm. I can't deal with the lack of structure, the lack of stability mm. and all the stuff. And you know what? It's not for everybody. It's not. Yeah. But I knew it was for me and yeah. I had to encourage her through it. And so now I'm at the point where maybe some people see us as quote unquote successful, whatever it may be. Well, and, we do at least. Yeah. yeah. Two of you. <laughs> two of you. Um, I have your autograph. It's all the one. one. (laughs) But I'd say like the biggest thing with God now is always quote him, A.W. Tozer, the blessedness of possessing nothing. And it's something that I constantly have to check my heart on, especially as we do more and more. If it all got taken away today, I'd still have God and nothing is greater. And I'll even add on, this could be a separate conversation, that in the suffering, we hate it. We we hate the thought of it. We struggle in it. These challenges, they, they... who wants to go through it? But that so many of us would say is when we felt closest to God, mm-hmm. when we actually experienced a joy that we can't even describe in a normal day-to-day life when things are quote unquote well. Yeah. And so as much as I don't want that to come my way, I know that that's going to be an opportunity to you know draw closer. Man, so well put, Pete. There's a couple, something that really stuck out to me is it took you years. Yeah. I think the, so for a lot of us, we just get so discouraged about the length Right, like, when will this get easier? Like, I'm trying to do the right thing for, especially as as believers, right? Like, I feel like this is a prompting from God. Mm. And now this is so hard. And and so many times, like, I've seen this in my own life, that the things that God has called me to are actually the most difficult things. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, what gives? I get angry. I'm like, I, I wasn't expecting it to be this hard. And what I had to come to realize is that, oh, that's a me thing. Mm. God never told me it was going to be easy. Yeah, God never. never said to me living with purpose and pushing back against darkness and mm. making order out of chaos and living with righteousness in a wicked world was going to be easy. In fact, he told me the complete opposite, mm. that in this world, you're going to have trouble. Yes. I just didn't believe him. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I, just, I, didn't want, I didn't want to listen to that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I was like, that doesn't fit my American dream. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I mean, I think about in my own life, you know, going from, uh, you know, engineering to full-time ministry. I I like to think of it, maybe it's self-aggrandization, you can correct me if I'm wrong, of like spiritual entrepreneur. You know, I have to, there's no, there's very little job title. Nobody, I have cold contacts. I've got nothing but a vision. And I've just got to go execute and I've got to figure out, I have, I have some skills, I know the Bible, and then I've just got to go do it, mm. right? Like there, there's just nothing, but there's no substitute for going out and doing the stuff. And I was incredibly discouraged my first several years. And that has, that was just, inc- I, I was, there were weeks, months, probably even years where every day I thought about quitting. Mm. But I'm like, I can't, I can't quit. I'm called to this. So I had a real strong sense of calling that helped me to persevere through that. But it was, I was so despondent because I didn't expect it to be hard. But I didn't get that from God. I got that from my cultural narrative. Mm. And it almost derailed me. Yeah. And I think that that's where, as men, we've got to, at the front end, say, so freaking what? It's hard. Mm. What am I going to do about this? Yeah. 
Am I going to let this derail me? Or am I going to find the eternal purpose for which I've been created? And I'm going to freaking crush this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm so thankful. I mean, I, I, this is what I want to get into is how do we go from the struggle? Because I know a lot of guys listening are silently struggling. Yeah. And, and dealing with struggles, whether that's emotional, financial, relational, spiritual, um, like that are just really struggling. They don't know what to do. So how do we climb out of that spot is, is where we're going. But, um, you know, like what do we begin to do? So for, for me, let me start with one thing. One is just knowing that suffering pays out, pays mm -hmm. off if we do the right thing. I think of the verse in Romans. If we do the right thing. If we do yes. the right thing. There's a contingency on our on our uh, actions. There's, a, there's always a reason for it. Yeah, and it's it's like suffering produces perseverance. Yep. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because the love of Christ has been mm. poured out into our hearts. And so we see this chain, but those things are based on my decisions. Yep. Character, suffering doesn't produce perseverance if I give up. Mm. Suffering perseverance doesn't produce character unless I make the right decisions. Preach, Billy. And persevere and character does, doesn't produce hope unless I have a vision of fruit, right? Mm. This is going to produce something in me. And that's what you mentioned, Peter. Now I can be successful and not be controlled by my success. Mm. I'm liberated from this defining me, even as I walk in it. Mm. And that's what's so beautiful is because the love of God now, we have a different vision. And now we have resiliency to face new challenges. That's where the hope comes in. Mm. God got me through this. He's going to get me through that. And that's why it's so important mm. to be surrounded by brothers. And that's what yeah. my first yeah. point of how we overcome challenges is I stinking need people around me. I can't do this. Of mm. course, I'm going to pray. Of course, I'm going to read the word. I'm not going to stop those things. Mm. But God has given me brothers, arm in arm, a band Let's of brothers go, to walk with. Yeah. And for so long, I stayed emotionally isolated because I didn't want to say to somebody, I'm struggling. Yeah. And so I prolonged my struggle. And so for me, being vulnerable with the right people and the people that have the same vision of say, they're going to point me back to God has, has been so critical for me getting out of a rut of disillusionment, of wanting to quit, of perpetual struggle. And, you know, thank God I have a, a great wife. I just moan and complain to all the time. <laughs> She's like the second, you know, God, I used to say, Poor God alone knows how much I struggle on a daily basis. Mm. I just pour out my heart to him. I'm like, God, this is terrible. Right. But now my wife knows too. Yeah. So, <laughs> and thank God it's a lot less by the time she got in my life. But you know, like I, yeah. so that for me, the people around me. So what do you guys think? What are some other ways for guys that are struggling right now? Reach mm. out to the right guys, be vulnerable with people that are going to point you to God mm. and a bigger vision and just get in your face. So what do you think? How to um, get, get out get of struggle. the struggle? Yeah. Yeah. For, for think of guys that are in it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, man, I like that scripture that you quoted, um, that the last line, and hope does not put us to shame. You got to have hope, like to know. And first of all, know that there's, again, a purpose for the struggle. Like you're not just, God is not just an aloof, um, absent God who is just watching us go through things and just letting life happen. There's yeah. a, you know, everything works together for our <clears throat> good, right? So there's a specific reason um, that you're going through this struggle that you're going through, man. And, you know, even if it's horrible, God is going to turn this around for your good. So knowing that there is some, something good that's going to come out of this struggle is, you know, can produce hope. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's good.
There's there's going to be more than three ways, so keep throwing them in. There. <laughs> what do you think? Now, I'll say just to touch on, you know, God understands. I think that's the beauty mm-hmm. and what sets Christianity apart from everything is that our mm-hmm. God came down to suffer. Yes. yes. In the yeah. worst way known to man. You can't even fight it. Yeah. And so what God does that? He was there. He knows it. He walked, even just coming down to earth in bodily form is <laughs> a, heaven, enough. Yeah. Is a struggle in itself. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's suffering. Yeah. So just to <laughs> walk with that comfort yeah. um, and just to lean into that and just to reflect on that is huge. Mm. Um, but I would say that you have to admit it and take responsibility, take extreme ownership for the fact that you are struggling. Yeah, You mm. have to recognize it as a struggle mm. and say, say it out loud. Say it out loud first yeah. yourself. Maybe say it loud to someone. I'm struggling. Yeah. That that in itself is going to start taking weights off. It's liberating. It's mm. liberating. Start saying it. And then I would say, just as a journaler myself, you don't even need a journal. Get a piece mm. of paper and write down. Just write down the crap that's in your mind that you actually just take five minutes to reflect on the struggles. Yeah. I struggled with this because of this. I struggled with that because of that. And just go through it and look at it. Ask yourself why and start to get to the root of some of these things. Share it with someone you're comfortable with mm. and, and just start dealing with it. Yeah, that's Practically. great. That's yeah. great, man. Uh, this isn't for somebody that's in the middle of a struggle right now, but I say for somebody who's in a good season mm-hmm. or a time period is how do we build resiliency then? Yeah. Um, so this great. is something like I'm pretty passionate about is physical exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I'm a former athlete. I'm, I like former. Yeah, Emphasis on former. Former, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I don't c- compete in anything right now. Yeah. But I, I love being competitive. I love all those things. But for me, working out is a means to an end. Of, mm. uh, really, it helps me to calm down a lot of my emotions. I get pent up. Um, mm. And uh, second is to discipline my mind. Right? Like, there's, I subject myself to torture. I hate running. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I'll run mm. because I have to learn somehow in a controlled environment that what I feel is not final, right? I, I have to push through this wall. I have to have mental fortitude. I have to have mm. emotional fortitude, right? That revelation that came to me is like, it's not, I, I, I uh, what, what was it? No, I just forgot. Um, it's, I'm not tired. It just hurts. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right. That's something I carry with me now. And I got that when I was doing pushups. Yeah. And so I think it just is incredibly character building to subject ourselves to difficult things. And that could be uh, having a conversation with somebody. If you're socially awkward, yep. putting yourself out there for the first time for somebody that you're interested in and taking risks in general, maybe we lived our lives in our comfort zone. Mm. It's just, how do I take steps to do what I don't normally do to build character through subjecting myself to difficult situations. I don't think, I think there's very few things besides physical exercise mm. with a person next to you that's gonna push you, mm. that will help you um, just build that kind of muscle in your soul. So Yo, I that's love one that. thing I do. Purposely putting yourself in difficult situations, even though, even though you're in a good season, just to like strengthen yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna punch confl- complacency in the throat. <laughs> like, yeah. like we just can't be, afford to just be complacent in life yeah yeah man i think about um like a specific time when i was uh i, I was like working at a specific job a certain job and um i just wanted to leave mm-hmm. <laughs> not just because i just because i was tired of it but um yeah i was feeling called to something else but i was afraid like i was afraid to leave and to be honest i was around the same time that i first started coming to freedom church mm-hmm. um 
I was like at a, another church, but I knew it was time to leave that also. So it was like this specific time where I was felt like God was kind of nudging me to move. And I was so scared. Like mm. I, it was like taking that risk is because I was complacent. I was used to these things. I was used to this job. I was used to this church. But um, yo, I tell I always mention this when I when I speak to people. Um, that's that time in my life is one of the best. I learned one of some of my best lessons during that season because I took a risk and I purposely put myself in uncomfortable situations. And yo, I reaped beautiful things because of that season. So I I love what you just said, man. Just purposely putting yourself in difficult situations um, to grow. Yeah. What are some other ways for people that are struggling how to get out of that, Pete? Yeah, if we're talking about, are we talking about something that's maybe not in that place that you were talking about discipline? Well, I say either word, just ideas that come to mind. Yeah, yeah. I would say um, on that note, uh, with physical exercise, the, the I've been running more yeah. and I, it's, it's uh, a way for the discipline of the mind. And I also, when I start running, I actually focus on something in, in scripture and it's the time to draw closer to God. Um, but like you said, I love that you said that the feelings will come to an end, that pain will come to an end. And so mm -hmm. I think that's just um, really important just to, even for mental health. Yeah. And if everybody, oh, this is the thought I had when I was running the other day. It was so painful. Yeah. I'm trying to add more miles. It was painful. I thought though, when I finished, I wouldn't be enjoying the end result if it wasn't as painful. Yes. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be enjoyable. Oh, cool. I'll go run and it's going to feel like I'm water skiing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to sweat. So we all want that pain to some degree. And well, we want the results. Yeah, the, the results. But right? yeah, we have to the embrace pain the pain. makes it more, yeah. it feels better yeah. at the end. Um, the one thing I was going to say in preparation, if you're in a good place right now, shout out to Great Divide Calgary uh, out in Breckenridge, but my pastor always said, you're either in a storm or you're getting ready for one. Mm -hmm. And so be ready, be, be knowing that one is on the it's verge. Coming. We live in a world that's broken. It's going to come. Yeah. And how do you prepare for that? Well, I think the first thing to do is to, Praise, rejoice, yeah. give thanks for this moment and, and don't just spit it out. Just be like, oh, what a time to be here, to breathe like this, to have the ability to run, to have all my fingers and just like be grateful. Mm, yeah. And then also be preparing yourself. You don't know what it'll look like, but remember your foundation is the Lord mm. and remember what the Lord is and who he is and what he's done. Yeah. And, and stay rooted there. Yeah. Man, I think... For one thing too is like just to build on what you said there staying rooted is that we have to find a place to let our hair down to let it out mm -hmm. and just be find peace and i think when guys go through struggles we medicate with illicit things yeah. porn drinking drugs just checking out emotionally binging on youtube or on yeah. video games or whatever it is we try to medicate that feeling because we're seeking peace and so I've got to find my ultimate peace in the ultimate reality, God himself. Yep. And so for, for us, I don't want to actually discount prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the ability of God to supernaturally deposit in me what I need in that moment. And I just think of Paul in, in uh, Corinthians, when he talks about how when I am weak, then I am strong. And he has lived that life so much so and he's seen the fruit of that over and over again. Mm. And that dependence on God that he goes on to say, I will rejoice in my weakness so that God may be glorified in it. Because he knows yeah. how this is going to end. I will be weak. 
I will turn to God. Mm. God will come through. It's not going to look like what I expected. It's not going to be the time that I expected. It's not going to make me as rich as I expected, right? Yeah. But he's going to come through in ways that will ultimately make this about him and not about me, mm. which is good news for me. And so now I'm going to choose to rejoice and lean on him. And there's been so many times where I just come to the end of myself, my own understanding or situation, and I'm just like, mm. God, I don't know what to do. And I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I'm confused. But I'm going to trust you. Yeah. And I'm, that's a decision of the will. I don't feel yeah. like that. And uh, so just, and that's where that's I feel good. safe. I feel mm. safe when I choose to let go of controlling my life and trust it to God. And um, every man needs that place to feel safe and Absolutely. loved and completely embraced for who they are, failures included. So. I love that, man. For me, it's um, prayer, but also worship. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a singer, I'm a worship leader. Like it's just something shifts when I take a moment, like if I'm going through a really difficult day, having a really difficult moment, I just throw on some worship music, man, and just turn everything off and just sit there. Like, yeah. it, man, the peace that I get from that is, I can't even explain it to be honest, but that's my go-to move. If I if I know I'm feeling overwhelmed, I feel myself getting worked up, I'm like, I need, I need to pause, I need to play something. Or what I found also, even like if I'm like, let's say I'm, I'm at work, you know, we're, we're, we're uh, in COVID right now. Everybody's stuck at home, frustrated. Something that I found that helps me, man, just playing worship music in the background just all day. It's just something about it getting into my spirit, my mind subconsciously. It just levels me out, man. I just, that, that's, that's my go-to. Yeah. Yeah, worship. All right, now let's switch gears from someone who maybe is really emotionally struggling. Mm -hmm. And that's just, we know tons, tons and tons of dudes are emotionally struggling and just mm -hmm. bottling it up. Now, some guys are just wimps, right? There's a character flaw, they're lazy. And then so the struggle is compounded by their own character. Peter, what would you, what, how would you help somebody who is just lazy and perpetuating their struggle because of their choices? How are you going to help them get out of that? Again, I think it comes back to, helping them to see that and have them take responsibility and admit it, you're right. Yeah. And then encouragement and encouraging them in whatever way that you think you can. Um, you know, sometimes the lie of this world is if you do this, then you'll get this result. It's not always the case, but you know, in cases where you are a wimp, there are certain things that you can do to be stronger. And Charles we think wimp is a funny word. <laughs> yeah. Charles, chump, wimp, whatever. <laughs> it's funny. Chump. Until you're the wimp. <laughs> it's funny to you the loser <laughs> but no i think like you know if you're coming alongside someone it's it's like you got to get them to see it as that and if they can admit it then you can start encouraging them to take next spec the, the best steps forward at what point do you look at somebody and say yo bro you're just soft because <laughs> we come on come on come on i've been there i'm like yo i'm just venting to this person but what i really need to hear is dude Suck, suck it, it up yeah. <laughs> and that's not always okay yeah. but sometimes you need to hear that sometimes you do you know yeah. and you can only get hear that from sometimes specific people not everybody Girl, can say I, that i'll too. be dishing it out to everybody <laughs> suck it up suck. you know what your problem is you, you need to suck it up you're your problem <laughs> you lack discipline you have no vision for your life you don't think about the right things you spend your money carelessly yeah. you suck at life that's get hilarious. better bro <laughs> Man. But like, if that's, a, I mean, I mean, that's being a little facetious. Right? Recognizing is the first step. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. yeah recognize the truth. <laughs> Recognition, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But I think that's that's a voice that us as men we actually need to hear. 
Like, and yeah. I, I, I've been told by my father, you can't quit. Mm. I remember that. It was like sports teams, like, no, son, you made a commitment. You are going to see that commitment through, and I mm. will not let you quit. You, cause he, and he taught me to be a man who finished what I started. Mm. And I have a real tough time, personality-wise, finishing what I started. I'm way mm. more of a starter. So I hate doing that. Mm. But I have to choose through the character and the decisions I make to suck it up. So what if I don't want to do it? Right? I can't live with purpose and just do what I want. Those yeah. things are completely opposed a lot of times. Yep. Yeah. So. And I think um, made me think of a book I'm reading through Grit. Mm-hmm. And I think Steve Young's in there, that book. And he's the, he was the QB for the 49ers yeah. under Montana. Yeah. But he tells the story of his dad having a huge impact on him and uh, in how he grew to be the athlete he was. Yeah. But he said when he was in college, he didn't get, he thought he was going to be like the first stringer. And he was like basically fifth or sixth string. And he was the one who took the hits mm. from the defenders. And he called his dad like first semester in college and said, dad, I'm coming home. His dad said, or he said, he said, dad, I'm going to quit. And I just can't do this anymore. And his dad said, you can quit, but you can't come home. Yes. <laughs> That's what a dad's supposed to do. I love that. Yep. And so the next, that whole off season, the winter, he said he went to the field house and probably threw 10,000 spirals. And by the end, you know, of his three or years there, he was, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's husband, but he was, you know, starting. And then he goes to 49ers and he has to deal another, it's a great story, but I won't get into the whole thing, but he has to deal with another waiting type of thing. When he's mm-hmm. under Montana, he was, he was really good. Steve was, but he saw Montana and he decided, I'm going to wait and learn from this guy. Mm-hmm. And when his time came. Joe Montana, right? He yeah. was one of mm-hmm. the greatest quarterbacks ever. Yeah. So he, can you imagine being the second stringer to Tom Brady or Joe Montana? Yeah. <laughs> so perseverance, talk about perseverance, but yeah. Um, yeah, so. And I think that, that kind of connects with what we've talked about earlier as, as you know, the original intention of a man is to cultivate. That father cultivated yeah. his son's character through p- jamming him up, yeah, not letting him quit. Or yeah. he's saying, no, he, I, this is the best part. He let him make his decision, but showed him the clear consequences of his decision. Mm. Yeah. Life has consequences. Yeah, absolutely. And on the father note there, because we this we have been talking a lot about this, mm. it really makes me think, you know, his dad, Steve's dad, did something that when Ravi Zacharias passed away, one of his daughters said about Ravi, the great Ravi, rest in peace, that really has stuck with me. You know, we live in a world where you can do whatever you want, right? But what Ravi's daughter said, and this is exactly what Steve's dad did, was Ravi championed, he saw our strengths and he championed them out of us. Yes. Mm. He knew where we were. He knew what we were capable of. He didn't throw this thing at the wall and saw it stuck. He knew that I was good at this and she was good at that. Mm. Steve's dad knew what he was good at. He knew I had it in me and he wanted to champion that out. Yes. Mm. So. And I think this thing, this always comes back to us because I, I know there's probably gonna be some guys listening and say, well, I didn't have a file like that and I don't have a mentor like that. Well, we, you know, definitely encourage people to go get mentors, DM us, you know, get to know us personally um, and, but, or email us, but um, God is our father. Absolutely. Nobody's going to encourage us more. Nobody is more familiar with our strengths. I mean, he put them in us. Mm. And so we've got to examine what presuppositions do I have about God? And when I think of God, is he encouraging me to be who he made me to be? Or have I internalized somebody else's voice and think that's God's voice? Yeah, that's good. Mm. And just... Because sometimes God will tell you to suck it up. Like he's not gonna, he's gonna jam you up. Like, no, this is a you issue, bro. That's that's you. You keep sending your way into this issue. You keep being lazy, and then you have these issues. Mm. So just change. 
And other times he's going to heal you. Say, hey, that's, that's not okay what that person did to you. I have more for you. Mm. And so we've just got to allow God into those spaces to give us resiliency um, and just help us to embrace the struggle. And I think that that's one of those things that the scripture is so clear about. And again, you don't have to believe the Bible, but you just have to recognize that that worldview makes the most sense of reality. Mm-hmm. It just assumes that life is going to be hard. Yeah. It doesn't paint a rosy picture for us. Job, right? And you talk about purpose and suffering. Mm. Job didn't know the purpose of his suffering till he died. Mm. He'd never got an answer from God. There was an answer, but God didn't owe it to him. Man. I think that that's something, but God, he met God. He did. Because he kept crying out. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've noticed in my own soul that's been deeply, it has added to a challenge is I expect to see the purpose of my suffering Mm. rather than embracing my assignments in the suffering. Mm. I have to embrace the moment that I'm in, the responsibilities that I have and not give up. That is the only gateway to even possibly finding out why I'm going through this, mm. right? Like COVID, what, you know, we all, you know, billions of people are asking, why is this happening to me? Well, maybe it, it's not like God just has some special plan to torture you so that you grow. Maybe it's just bad things happen in a broken world. Yeah, fallen world. Yeah. Right, and we can, and we're not here to debate how this got here, but we're, we all have to process that struggle. Mm. And so if I focus on my daily responsibilities, assignments from God, calling, whatever you want to phrase it as, then I can now choose this as an opportunity to serve, to love, to grow, to live on the wild way, right? If we find our purpose is I'm going to allow this to transform me and to do what I need to do, then it makes my decisions every day really clear. Like we, ex- we just are crushed by this existential, like, oh, why is this happening? <laughs> I get there a lot, yeah. you know, I have to Same, dig man. myself out of that hole a lot. And it, most of the time it just comes with, bro, just do the stuff you got to do. Yeah. So, you ready to get there, Pete, where our Charles and I just too emotional? <laughs> no, no, no I'm, I'm emotional with you. I, I <laughs> well, we all got that in common. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> we haven't had the episode where we all cry, <laughs> but it's coming. It's going to take a lot for me. Yeah. But before we wrap up, the, the thing I was thinking about with Job was, you know, he just kept challenging God to and questioning and crying out. And I just love the end of Job when, you know, especially when we we feel entitled to things, we feel yeah. like we have things that we, you know, we're owed can hold and yeah. we owe and we yeah, right. see that the Lord didn't hold on to his anything and he came to the cross. But Job, you know, crying out, he was owed all this stuff. He lost his family, his wealth and everything. And he was a righteous man. And by the mm-hmm. end of the book, when the Lord starts saying, do you know where the eagles lay their eggs? You know how the, the lions tame their young. He, Job's response after the Lord finally speaks is, I'm done. I'm mm. undone. Like, I'm done. It's over. Like, I don't mm. know what to say. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah. Like, I'm done. But he, he was more afraid or fearful or whatever you want to call it. He didn't care about the rights anymore. He was in the presence. It was over. Yeah. And he recognized that that was just like, the heck was I doing? Yeah. He forgot who so, he was talking to. He forgot who he was talking to. So let's remember who we're talking to and remember who's there for us. Remember who we're talking to. Yeah, sometimes we just have such a small view of God. Yeah. That somehow he couldn't make this for my good. Yeah. Mm. All right, guys. So practical takeaways, next steps. I want to put them in two categories that we kind of touched on Mm. to embrace the struggle. One is for a man who is in a struggle right now, and another one for who's trying to grow and become strong for the inevitable struggle. So, Pete, two tips for one who's currently and one who's trying to prepare. Yeah, well, we... we Spoke of these earlier. So I'm gonna to try to remember. Yeah, yeah. Just, just boil them down. Make yeah. Them real um, if you're in the struggle, 
uh, recognize it, admit it, say it out loud to yourself, yeah. say it out loud to someone mm-hmm. else, and then write down all the things. Yeah, process it. Those are two mm-hmm. things. Okay, someone who's trying to grow. Okay. Trying, someone who's trying to grow? Yeah, yeah, saying like, you know, I want to grow stronger. I want to build that resiliency now while yeah. things are a little bit easier. Well, um, to kind of quote you on one of our earlier ones, you know, everything else is meaningless. So it, not to go down that road, but like, mm-hmm. what does it really matter outside of what really matters? Yeah. And so that inevitably leads to worship, praise and whatnot and giving God thanks, but also focusing on what really matters. And that comes down to your purpose and living that out daily and just bring that to the surface every single day. Yeah. So clarify your why. Clarify why. your why. Mm, yeah. There you go. Awesome. Charles? Um, for the guy who's in the struggle, um, again, just one, recognizing that even though it doesn't feel like it, it's not going to last forever. There's seek people who've been through struggle who, who are on the other side and they will tell you it's not going to last forever, yeah. even though it feels like it. Yeah. This is not forever and uh, it's, it's working out for your good. There's a purpose in it. Yeah. Um, for the guy who is in a good season preparing for the struggle, I um, I just think of the, the scripture in Ecclesiastes, there's a um, time to live, time to die, time to build, time to tear down. Um, so just recognizing that every season has its time. Um, so just, yo, spend time with God, um, receive the, the um, I don't know, the characteristics that yeah. he wants to put inside you yeah, yeah. to prepare you for the next season. Because whatever, whatever season that you're currently in, he's doing something to prepare you for the next. So just recognize yeah. that. That's good. Yeah, we can't rest on our laurels when things are comfortable. Yeah. We got to dig in. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys just raised great points. I love what you're talking about worship and prayer, just drawing close to God. Um, on a painfully practical note, I would encourage every person, especially men, to exercise. Um, you don't have to be good at it, you don't have to be fit. Mm. Just do something uh, to teach your mind how to suffer well, mm. how to embrace suffering, yeah. how to not run from suffering, how to build a champion's mindset. Say, I'm going to crush this, right? Mm. I, and just just weed out all the weak thoughts that hold you back. Um, so that's a that's a huge one for me. Stop thinking like a loser. Right? Like, <laughs> it's just you know, like like if you think do like, better. No, I mean just honestly, like if you think, yeah. like, I, I I say this to myself, like <laughs> Billy, you're thinking like a loser. Yeah. God didn't make you to be a loser. Stop it. Mm. Stop. This is not His voice. <laughs> not who he made you to be. Yeah. Stop acting like it. Stop thinking like it, dude. Mm. He loves you. Keep it moving. You know, it's just very clear. I'm not, this is not who I am made to be. Yeah. And I have a, a lot of conviction about that. Um, so I would say exercise if you're going through a mm. tough time. And, um, oh man, somebody who's in the struggle right now, man, I just know so many guys that are struggling. My heart goes out to you. Mm. Um, I love you, man. And I just want to know that you're not alone. Yeah. Um, I think as men, we suffer in silence. God sees you, um, whether you believe in God or not. He sees the struggle that you're going through, so you can always cry out to him. Absolutely. Plenty of people have cried out to a God they didn't believe in and found that he was closer mm. than they realized. Mm. Um, and then I'd say uh, just get a solid community of brothers. Um, you're not going to have it if you don't have it right now, right? You just got to find one. You got to find one person. Um, you know, go to a church, visit, visit, a, a online church, DM us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd be happy to encourage you, strengthen you as a brother. And then when you come through that, make sure that you put as your priority to build a group of brothers and find those mentors and those guys that you're going to walk with, because yeah. you're going to need physical people. That's not unspiritual. God has given us people to walk with. 
um, that he's. What's the scripture, Billy? A cord of three strands. A cord of three strands is not easily broken, right? We're not lone soldiers in life. So yeah. that's where I end, and that's where we come to. So, guys, what do we say? Go, Go be, be wild. wild. <laughs> well, we got to do that again. All right, okay. fail. One. Run, run, what are we saying? Go be wild or stay wild? What'd you say, Pete? I'm I said stay, Pete. but I think it's go be wild. I'm go be wild. I'm following Pete. I think we should be active. What do you think? We just talked about sure. not being losers. <laughs> sure. Losers are inactive. Go okay. be wild. Yeah. Really? Go. Go, go be, be wild. wild. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wild Way Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend if you enjoyed it. Later.